Hello, friends, family, loved ones, strangers, new acquaintances, all the things. Today's episode is going to be a bit different, as there were a lot of technical difficulties. This is my third time recording something, so just fair warning, a lot was missed, but I salvaged what I could, and I got this out for you. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Also, a huge shout-out to my boy, Nitish for being such a trooper and super, super patient with the amount of uh, disconnects that we had. So, thanks, buddy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Clark Cast. I am your forever host, Perpetually Clark. Today, we have a very special guest, a friend of mine and co-worker, Nitish Thomas. Hey, Nitish, how are you doing today? Hey, hey, Clark. Thanks for having me on. <coughs> doing good. Of course, man. I want you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself, because uh, I'm I'm really interested in hearing more. Because today we're gonna kind of discuss your background a little bit. So this whole I guess this whole episode is kind of an introduction. But tell okay. us just like the bare minimum we need to to know who Natish is. Okay, I don't have like a crazy introduction, I guess. But uh, I'm I'm from India. I'm Nitish Thomas. Um, I basically. Uh, I'm a software developer, and I work with Clark together at the same place. That's how I know him. And yeah, I lived my whole life in India. I came here when I was around 22 years old to do my master's, and then I studied here for a few years, and then I started working after that. So it's been four years since I started working. And then, yeah, that's about the gist about me. And then I've... Always, I guess, been an engineer since I ever started working. <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> know like, so that's that's the that's the uh, forty-five second introduction right there. And then, <laughs> yeah. no, it's perfect. It's perfect. It sets us up. So growing up in India as a kid versus uh, kind of now is kind of what I want to dig into at the moment. And yeah. when you were uh, when you were kind of growing up there, and then you moved yeah. here to the United States, what was the culture shock like for you? Hmm. Like, what so, What were some things you found to be, like, super weird, super awkward versus, yeah, like, growing so, up in India? Hmm. So, for me, I feel, first of all, I was, like, compared to a normal, like, Indian uh, upbringing, I think I might also have, like, a, a kind of a different upbringing in a way. Like, there's a certain different upbringing when you're, like, brought up in, you know, for example, a metropolitan city and, like, a middle-class family as to, you know, uh, somewhere else, maybe in, like, the countryside or something like that. So I feel, me, I was brought up in a, like, kind of, like, a modern, like, a city life. So I don't think I had many big cultural shocks or anything when I came here. Also, I feel like my family, we were kind of, you know, uh, exposed to, like, little foreign life a bit in the sense most of my family actually lives in the U.S. from the past, like, 20 years. They were immigrants here. And my other parts of my family, too, like, they live all over the world. So we always went visiting and such. So, you know, I kind of had this feel. And whenever I spoke to them, you know, hear about these things as such. So I kind of always had this idea, you know. I was not, like, blindsided or anything. And I always kind of knew subconsciously or, like, in my parents know that I'm going to come here someday not US and such but I might probably just uh, move out of India for my education right so keeping that in mind I guess when I initially 
you know, when I had to do my master's, that's when I knew I was going to come here. And then I did come here. And then I guess initially few, I guess things were like just different in the sense, just the way you move around, just like the rules and just the way you communicate with people, you know, but I didn't find anything like too drastic. And I think another thing as well is uh, I I really like Indians. We kind of even in the US, we kind of like live together. I mean, yeah. I already had like my, my friends here. And <laughs> yeah. so, so my interactions and like the movies I watched and the conversations I have were like pretty much the same, you know, and like we were all doing masters together and we kind of had this similar lifestyle. Yeah, no, so, I've, I've, I've noticed kind of that as well. Uh, culturally, like when I was working at American Express, uh, yeah. A lot of the Indian coworkers, they would all kind of to mesh mesh together very well. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's like a family thing from what I from what I've seen, and I don't know. Like I, I'm I'm the ignorant American in, in this conversation, so I'm trying to learn from you, uh, <laughs> and hopefully our audience can a little bit too. So you you kind of grew up with an internationalized family, from what I'm hearing here. Like your family traveled the world. Uh, you grew up maybe like upper middle class, which is which is great, um, and then you moved here to the United States, and it, you just had to learn a couple social things here and there. But it sounds like everything went really well for you. Yeah, and I I have and all the social things I had to learn were mostly positive too. I would say no, you know here and and the, in in the sense when I say positive, they were like you know there's this, this small things like you know opening the door for someone. All right, there we go. Okay. That was weird. Yeah. Um, so you said positive little behaviors and yeah, positive little behavior. All right. So we had a, a slight hiccup there uh, with <laughs> with some Discord yeah. issues. Unfortunately, this uh, this has happened before, and this is okay. the only this is the third recording we've done. But <laughs> Natish, you were talking about the positive little behaviors that you've learned, or or things like opening the door in terms of like or what we do here in the United States, like we will, someone will go up to the door and they will open it for someone and someone will go, thank you. And they will walk right inside. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what like, apart. So like my friends and all, I still, I was still kind of in the same mindset and I had the same, you know, these things and, you know, as a community, I would say like me and my friends, we kind of like grew together in this American culture. Right. In the sense, yeah, we had like, you know, we had kind of have a similar path. Like, you know, we all came here. We have a, we are like on the same visa con conditions. We have all the similar, you know, timelines to follow. And, you know, we, we kind of go through the same problems or same issues, I would say. So it, it just, it's just easier, you know, like if we have like the separate immigrant or like the separate kind of small group that we have, like that we always with, I guess. So you it's had this kind of good. You had this community of friends who were also kind of, I would, I wouldn't really call you immigrants. I'd call you kind of just new Americans. I hate, I hate, I hate how, uh, I don't understand yeah. like terminologies yeah. and how, how they can be negative or positive. But I, I would say you're more yeah, American I than I am in a lot of ways. I definitely don't relate to the word immigrant for sure. Although I, I guess if theoretically you might call me that but i definitely when i hear the word immigrant or something i just don't see myself as that i don't either you you fit in yeah. very well here yeah thank you i mean yeah and 
also I, when i said like my upbringing also was a little different you know like for example i think another good example was in my family like normally in india every family has like their own mother tongue you know that's not english right so so growing up like apart from like if you have like uh like relatively to pop culture you are you, like you also have this own depending on that language like culturally like movies or like music or like you know festivals that because you speak that language and around those people you have like a different kind of you know extra things also you have when you're growing up but i guess for my family we didn't have that just i think just because my mom and dad like spoke in different languages like they were fluent in like two different languages so yeah. in our house the norm was kind of english and me and my sister i have an elder sister so, so you always sister, you always spoke english like in, in india always. too that's awesome always. I, that's yeah terrible I, I never, <laughs> <laughs> no so i learned languages later on because of my friends but at, at, at until i was like 17 not 17 but until i was 15 i didn't know any other language apart from english really so why yeah so why that's important is so so i couldn't understand any of like this non english movies and like everything that my friends watch or like music i could i could hear it i i like i'd hear it in schools and like people playing it but i couldn't understand the lyrics and I, if i even liked it it was mostly because of you know the sound it sounded nice but then since i knew english i got like i used to be a lot into english music and i feel i was because i was into that i was already accustomed to a lot of like american culture because right. i like i started getting into like rap and hip hop music early on and dissing a lot and it actually it, it was a big scene in the us and all the and obviously in rap and hip hop music they always sing about their life you know and they give references <laughs> they give references to american celebrities and like the, the way of life there so i kind of already you know new things in this through the music already growing up You know, for for like people that. who've who've never met you, like you are a big music fan. Like you love music. You go to festivals. You do all this stuff. You know more about rap music than I do. And like yeah, like as soon I, as the I run, yeah, the, as soon as the run the run the jewels album um, dropped, like you were the first person to mention it. Like I found I I heard it from you. I think. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I got so much into it as I said like even my sister for example, I feel she also is like huge into music and both of us like every other day we keep like sending each other things. I think I just think like growing up as I said, right? Yeah. We we kind of didn't fit into this I mean, we did we were Indians, but we, we were like a little different, you know, like it was different to like have Indians who never knew any other language apart from English, you know. I could definitely notice that. So yeah. we kind of had this own thing, and we used to like talk to each other a lot. And there were not many people who like like. I sometimes I feel that people like, what is he listening to this Eminem and stuff? Like, <laughs> uh, what is this guy singing about? But yeah, it's fun, and like I think that like music was like both of us like somehow we just uh, found comfort in it, and like it really helped me. I feel especially, and then. once i started listening to like hip hop and i found like certain artists i was just all in since then and then i've always been like that i don't sadly i don't play any instruments or something i just like listening and like reviewing it and just listening to all different kinds but me personally i don't have any music skill per se i don't know about that i don't know about that <laughs> maybe it's in me it just doesn't come out yet but you yeah. you own a guitar that you never play <laughs> So <laughs> there's a passion in me that I want to find I'm still <laughs> I, I think you, it's too late but no it's never too late 
It's never too late. I'm 35. I'm learning the guitar. You're, you're in your yeah, 20s. You're a young man. That's true. Although, like, a guitar was just something that's just, for me at least, I just, hmm, I can learn the guitar, you know. Although I was, like, I was never that deep into, like, guitar yeah. playing or, like, that rock bands. But, yeah. Maybe you Who should knows? just uh, start rapping. Just join some uh, poetry <laughs> slam contests and see how that goes. Yeah. And, no, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, poetry slams, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you know, I, 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 that thought has ran past me. Maybe I can start with something small that, like, maybe writing a few lines, you know, and just huh. something, put it down. I don't want to make it, like, a thing or, like, I should become passionate about or something, but just as a hobby, you know, like, let's just try it out on a weekend one time. I don't know, man. I think but, I think if you like the music enough, if you like doing these things enough, you'll you'll find time for it and you'll just... You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be a passion, it's just a practice, right? And then the practice can sometimes tie into the passion. <clears throat> yeah. I don't think every music... The... Go ahead. You need to have some talent too, though. A <laughs> little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, or you need a <laughs> unique sound. I wouldn't really say talent, I would just say you need that, that moment where it clicks for you and you find your, your place in it. I don't like the word yeah. talent. Because <laughs> some people, like, look at a... There's a there's a yeah. stand-up comedian who started when he was in his 40s, and like nobody like Rodney Dangerfield, mm. that guy, I wouldn't say he had much talent, but he he yeah. was just a lovable guy. He found his niche. There's no respect jokes. That's true. Yeah, a lot of people like uh, find the thing later in life too. So hopefully I'm one of them. <laughs> I don't know. I've never really given it a serious thought, but. Yeah. yeah, I definitely like listening a lot. I go to a lot of concerts. I I like listen like every Friday when things drop, especially in hip hop. I make sure I'll give it a listen and yeah. yeah. I don't know. I uh, what what would you say is your favorite music like in terms of um right now? I know probably hip hop, but like uh, what group and why? We're, we're moving right. out. No, no, we can. Um, right <laughs> now, there are quite a few, since it's on the topic of hip-hop, there are quite a few I'm listening to. There's this group called Griselda. They're Griselda. pretty good. It, yeah, they're a group of three rappers, Benny the Butcher, Westside Gun, and Conway the Machine. They're pretty good lyrical guys. I like them. And obviously, there's Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole. Like, those are like kind of like my favorites right now. Yeah. I keep he, listening to the old heads too, a bit little. Obviously, like Eminem, Jay Z, the standard guys. But these are the new ones that are pretty popping right now. You really do like Kendrick Lamar. I, I hear that a lot from you. <laughs> I looked up. Yeah. I looked up Grisilda, by the way. And the, yeah. first, the first thing that shows up on DuckDuckGo is uh, La Madrina, the Black Widow. The cocaine grandmother and the queen of narco trafficking. This is a, a Colombian drug lord you're listening to. No, that's, no, a, I, that's a I bad dad just, joke. <laughs> I think they just got their inspiration from that name, but they they have nothing to do with that. <laughs> no, I'll check them out. Kanye, yeah, even Kanye is pretty good. I mean, like, I keep listening to him too a lot. Like a lot of them. Yeah, pretty good guys. What do you think about Kanye's merchandise? Do you, um, do you love it? Yeah. No, I don't buy. I don't buy any of Kanye's merchandise. You don't want no, his no, actually, MS Paint shirt. 
um actually um his other stuff no actually have few of his shoes though that his shoes are good like yes. they're a little expensive they are the apple apple of shoes so i don't you wouldn't want to give too many of them but i guess one or two is fine i i do have some of his shoes dude when but, you uh how did you get do you want to tell everybody about how you got those uh those yeezys <laughs> yeah so <laughs> interesting I think most people might already know about it but like nowadays shoes like especially sneakers they're like all the rage especially online so there's a lot of it's very difficult first of all to get shoes because the sneaker companies what they do is like they just drop like in limited batches like 2000 sneakers today or just like just 20000 and then whoever gets like a first come first serve and they have this wait rooms and stuff online that you have to get so it's almost like impossible to get like the shoes you really want like the good ones So and that's why like these shoes as soon as they drop like one hour from now they get they, they're like double the price sometimes on like these sites called StockX and not like, eBay. Right. So <laughs> to get the shoes like uh, I think a couple of me and couple of my coworkers actually my coworkers got me into this but they yeah. actually used like bots you know bots to <laughs> like spin up chrome tabs and then we we get into like 10 different tabs get into the wait room at the same time <laughs> and that's how we like increase our odds basically and like the more computers or the more phones you have or like more bots you have the more chances you have like that's how i was able to get like my first pair of so you cheated which are like <laughs> so you're you're a hey. cheater <laughs> i mean i did it few times and okay so lot i don't think anybody's do going to be upset at you Yeah, and a lot of people do this to like buy and resell. Okay, I've, I mean, I too subconsciously might have thought hmm, if I get a good deal, why not? But I've kept everything I've got. Like I, I bought them so that I can wear them. Exactly. So like, <laughs> consider no, myself like that. <laughs> I don't judge you for that. I think, I think it's a smart, savvy move. I would probably do the same thing if I had the, uh, the patience, yeah, and the gumption to make like twenty, thirty bucks per pair of shoes. Like I'd probably do the same thing. But I don't know. Maybe it's like yeah. a couple hundred bucks that. the the gang the shoe gang makes but uh, i don't know yeah. it's a bit crazy it's too much work yeah it's too much work and some people don't get it <laughs> i mean i mean i used to not get it like 300 bucks for a sneaker are you serious who does that it's like you you really need to have like some passion or like really be into it you know like it's just a shoe some people like it's just a shoe <laughs> it's know, just a shoe natish no um, i mean <laughs> i don't know i, I don't know if that. i i can appreciate that comment They're Yeezys, okay. No. I I'm I don't know. I I've never been I've never understood that world honestly. Like I will I buy a I'll I'll buy like a thing. Yeah, I get that. I'll buy like a 500 pair of like leather shoes, but those will last you forever and then like you get those resold. Um so i think these ones too last a long like i would i can that i think might work out like if you buy a 250 dollar or 300 dollar sneaker i mean you're going to have a few of them right so unless you right. overuse one of them i think they will last for a few years you know but and they have good quality i guess if, if yeah. that's any consolation well I, i like my vans i like my gun sole shoes for for skateboarding purposes and <clears throat> when i uh when you look at things like Yeezys those shoes they're not meant to be athletic shoes those are just kind of like your everyday like yeah it's just like they're called lifestyle shoes yeah <laughs> mm. yeah they they look cool they they look comfortable are they yeah, comfortable yeah they they're very comfortable right. i can attest to that 
Do you want to buy some of his uh, Calabasas socks, the three-pack for $45? No, I think I'll draw the line at his shoes. And then let's see. <laughs> I, I don't normally spend a lot of money on, like, fashion, if you have to call it that. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, uh, like, these hoodies that are, look like they were made in MS Paint with just, like, a picture. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there's I just... Know, I... <laughs> And there was seventy bucks or something, right? I remember. It's ninety-five dollars for like this <laughs> this hoodie, and it's just like a picture of like some snow-capped mountains, and it says Wyoming, and like really ugly print, like really mm. ugly green print. I I think he's got some interesting choices in his uh, apparel. Things that would not look good on me. Yeah, he actually sings about why he has them so expensive. No, he has this lyric that goes, uh, that's why I charge the prices that I charge. Uh, I do not want to see my family starve or something. <laughs> like, yeah, I see your he's family a... starve. You're one of the richest men in America. He's a billionaire right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people make people people give him a hard time for that lyric as well. <laughs> uh, it's just, he's married yeah. to Kim Kardashian. He's a power couple. Oh, yeah. He's a billionaire, so I don't know what he means by that. <laughs> I don't want to see my family starve. I Although, want to know, what, what do you think the net worth of him and his wife is? Like, she brings at least a couple hundred million. Um, yeah, I think Forbes reported he was like a 1.3 billionaire, but then he put out a message saying, no, I'm actually at 3 billion. So <laughs> um, that's typical Kanye. But I would say somewhere around 2 billion or something, I would think is both of them together's net worth easily. Yeah. 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 Even oh, man, I would, I would, uh, I'd get a beer with him. I'd get a beer with him and I'd sit down and I'd ask him questions and he'd probably, probably ignore them probably change the subject and start talking about things he wants to talk about. That's <laughs> yeah, <it. def> <laughs> yeah, I would be scared to meet him. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, you would? I, would? I wouldn't even know what to speak, you know, like I would be like just overwhelmed, like, you know, like that kind of, if you, imagine if you're meeting like some very big celebrity, I don't know, I would just like freak out or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, like if I Kanye would... just showed up, I'd be like, oh, you're Kanye. And he's like, he'd be like, yeah, I'm Kanye. I'm a god. I just you want to get a beer? Yeah, let's get a beer. <laughs> no, he wouldn't say that. He'd just ignore me and go with his his crew yeah. that, you know, basically a bunch of yes men who agree with everything he says. Because once you're that mm. rich and powerful, it's pretty much you're going to get people who just kind of surround you and just agree with everything you say, which I kind of think, I kind of get the feeling he, he faces that. Yeah, I think he, he has a pretty erratic lifestyle and every few years, you know, he kind of, he, he himself says that, you know, like I was surrounded by the wrong people, but then I found my light and now I'm changing. So he had to go through these changes and I'm sure every now and then you, you, you get to surround yourself with such people. But I hope I hope he's in a good place, especially now with his family. You know, he's bipolar, right? Uh, um, oh, man. It's happening. about that on his like album called Ye. So, man. Yeah. It happened again. Happened again. It's rude. <laughs> what popped out. Uh, so we'll keep it in. Just audience can hear the the, the bleeps. But he yeah he did have say he has bipolar disorder and you kind of you could kind of tell because he gets in these manic states where he says a bunch of crazy things. 
Yeah. yeah. Not to get too political, but the whole Trump thing was weird. Yeah, the Trump thing. So, yeah, it was weird. But, you know, like, I think recently also he came out. I don't know if he, I think his publicist came in the White House. And because of he was able to get, like, Trump to look at prison reform. And he was able to get something done. And right. I don't know. It, I, I, he kind of wanted to get into the White House and do stuff. Maybe he, maybe the way he did it, people didn't like it. At that time, it did feel weird. I agree. Like seeing Kanye just <clears throat> ranting every day. But but before yeah, Kanye went went there, his wife Kim went there with the prison reform stuff. So maybe it was a part of him getting something he wanted passed through. Like you might be right there, but it also could have been just him being I, Kanye. I think it worked out well for both Trump and. Kanye, right? Like Trump was like, hmm, I'll get my good rep among African Americans if I, if Kanye West comes to the White House and endorses me, and then in the same way, I'll just give you some like freedom reforms, or, like prison reform stuff. So we both get like in the public eye, we both are like benefits us both, and it just worked out well for both of them. I really like the fact that I can talk politics with you, uh, Nitish, without making it political, because you look at <laughs> you talk about it as if it's an outsider's perspective, which I appreciate. Because you kind of, yeah. I mean, you're you're gonna be a citizen here eventually, but like right now, like I it, for you, it's just kind of like this is what's happening in this country. I'm just kind of here right now. I, I see I see a lot of things happening. Obviously, a lot of bad, like more lot of negative things. I feel these days, but at the end of the day, oh man, things I guess. But uh, it's still I'm I'm like I feel I still feel like I'm a visitor here in some yeah. sense, and I I kind of try to not get into it too much especially with you know all the politics and stuff like that and i'm i still feel i'm learning a lot about in general in the, those kind of things like i still which is which is quite good okay so i'm i'm going to kind of try to piece together what we just talked about cuz i i'm sorry man we're having like the worst issues with discord right now uh what i heard from you was that you you're, you're kind of you still you still feel kind of like an outsider here, especially with political things. Like you see things happening that potentially, you know, they're not good, they're not great. But uh, yeah. since you don't know enough, you kind of have a hard time commenting on the situation, which yep. is a lot more than most Americans do in the first place. Like most people will tend to jump to a side or of some one tribe or another, and they'll tend to cling onto the propaganda and they'll latch onto it and they'll take it as truth. And then they'll yeah. have an opinion formulated from that, and they won't kind of remove themselves from it. And they become so focused on being right that they tend to just disagree with anything they see. But the way you're doing it right here is kind of looking at as an outsider, like from the outside and seeing what's going on. Like you can you can yeah. point out the things like this is BS, that is probably a lie. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a better way of doing it. It helps you be a little bit more critical. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, especially with like all of this stuff, you know, like especially online for like, Twitter, for example, it's all like the, the extreme sides that speak out the most, you know, and yeah. there's always going to be like this, like whichever side it is, there's always going to be this extremist view that's going to get the critique, you know, like and then it, it becomes like this whole thing. It gets polarized and then it just gets lost at that point. Like, what are we even discussing? Or, <laughs> you know, it's like bringing the worst side of both things and just using them as talking points. And it just, there's no solution apart from, yeah, I guess both are wrong in some way. And then it just, you know, dies out. Yeah. Well, 
some cases people are right. I with what's going on yeah. here in the, in the country right now. I mean, you're you're here at probably one of the worst years of uh, the history of oh, the yeah. world. Uh, yeah. Well, as far as our generation goes, the millennial yeah, generation. Yep. <clears throat> yep. With all the uh, the COVID nineteens, <laughs> the riots. Oh man, we're having our second uh, civil rights act movement right now for police oh, reform. Yeah. Yeah, that that the COVID nineteen was like a worldwide thing, and it, it was sad. And yeah, but definitely this um, the the Black Lives Matter movement kind of like a rev- going through a revolution phase, you know. Yeah. And especially if you see worldwide right now, there are like people standing up. So it's it kind of feel like it originated in America, but people all over the world are in some way or form experiencing it. You know, if you see today morning also, I think in like London, there were like some protests or all over Europe, I've seen like there were protests. And as long as you're peacefully protesting and a lot of people are just seeing that so many people are facing these issues where we just don't know, you know. Same with Syria. Syria protested with us. Um, There was actually, and I kind of want to share this with you, someone... There, there's there's issues on, like, one thing I kind of want to touch on, like, especially during this time. If you yeah. say something someone disagrees with, you can get fired. Yeah. You can lose your job. Recently, uh, this, one second. This, uh, I, I don't know if he was a professor or someone, or a data analyst. He posted, like, correlated, correlative data that essentially showed a high correlation of peaceful protests versus riots and breaking things. And it showed that peaceful protests were more likely to actually promote change and to start conversations based off of all this kind of data that he had collected from the past. And then he presented it on Twitter and everybody kind of like was outraged and they're like, you need to fire him. And so the CEO removed him from his job just for sharing this data. Uh, yeah, that's typical <laughs> cancel culture behavior. I feel like let people like let people just put their thoughts out, read it. You form your own opinion and then do whatever you want. Like, why are we worried that, oh, he put out this opinion piece. Now people are going to see it, change their minds and become okay, more racist or less racist. I don't know. Like, why do we need to cancel them? <laughs> I agree. I agree. 100 percent. There's. I don't know. We kind of moved. We, we moved around quite a bit here. We moved from uh, from India to to Yeezys yeah. to, to Clark. You know, Clark being a little ignorant to, to things. I'm I'm a little bit more comfortable with. And, and as we kind of get more political, I feel like that's where that kind of tells me. Let's let's double back to uh, talking a little bit about India. So uh, Nitish, I want to go to India as as yep. somebody who has never been. Um to the asian continent the main the main body of land i've been i've been to korea but that doesn't really count wait yeah it does i'm an idiot um as someone who's never been to india yep what are some things that i should expect to do like and i I know this is dependent on the area i go to too but where Mm -hmm. should i go i guess what should i bring and how should i prepare Hmm. very good questions so there are many places you can go to, and I'm going to be biased towards where I'm from. It's a well, place called Hyderabad in South India. It's in the state called Telangana. 
it used to be a state called andhra pradesh but now like 5 years ago or 6 years ago we split into two different states so now the state is called telangana but i'm from a city called hyderabad so i would say go there first and when it goes comes to india i would say like uh and that's food. h y d e r a b a d yeah h y d e r a b a d and when it comes to india i think food is a very it's like one of the best uh things to explore over there so irrespective oh, of which place to go which place you go to it's going to have its own unique subset of food that you'll definitely enjoy and if you end up going to hyderabad you should definitely have like hyderabadi biryani best i've ever eaten I've, like that's literally the best food item i've ever had and the best place to get it is in hyderabad nowhere oh. else Dude, I so, love I love going getting food with you by the way just off 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 key cuz you know where the good food is <laughs> in general yeah. like the good yeah. uh like the yeah, good Yeah so when you come go ahead Yeah yeah I mean we do go out to some places around our work and all but yeah definitely when we go to India and hopefully I I'm also there at the same time and then I can definitely take you out to all the You're like, definitely invited yeah Yeah, yeah, because there'll be some like clearly obscure places, you know, that only people who have lived there, you know, like hmm, you go here, this will definitely taste. There are a lot of such places in India, and especially the street food as well is just amazing. I like. Uh, I would just eat <laughs> just all eat. the time. I mean, <laughs> no, you like. You know me. I love food. Like you remember we went to get that uh, Cajun food, and you're just sitting there eating it all quietly, and my face is just like melting. uh yeah because of the spicy food <laughs> dude you can you can handle your spice too that's crazy uh, oh yeah yeah i yeah and, and even the place i'm from like in south india is known for eating spicy food you know andhra pradesh that's oh. a, that state is actually known for eating like spicy food so i love spice like Same. In, in my food we need to go back to the angry crab so yeah definitely over, by the way come again we need to go back to the angry crab when this is all over we'll get the uh, the, the that the uh spiciest thing on the menu you and me we'll have a competition yeah. no fettuccine though no fettuccine <laughs> yes, you cheated just... last time <laughs> so there's this place called agri crab where they give six levels of spiciness along with their, like a crawfish and normally we are me and clark try to get like the highest thing but here we got level 5 and I, we were sweating we I barely made it no man i looked you're you're being kind You I didn't see any sweat from you. You had like fettuccine on the side and I was just my nose was like dripping, my, my I was drooling, my eyes like my tears were going up to my forehead like reverse gravity. It was terrible and oh, it was delicious though. Yeah, I was just holding it in so that I can protect my ego that that I eat spicy food, but I was definitely feeling it at some level. I I, you know? I couldn't tell. I could not tell. <laughs> Yeah and definitely again if you go to India to go back to that you know I w- there's something I have never done which I always really want to do is go to the Himalayas you know like oh, yeah. I definitely I definitely want to go there you know I I can't like I've been in India but I haven't really you know traveled in India you know like I've gone to a few states like I did my education in uh, Tamil Nadu which is another state and i might have visited few states but i've never really like gone around india and like you know visited places as such like i've vis- i've visited much much more america actually <laughs> like after coming here the amount of traveled inside america it's like i can't even compare so there's a lot of things me myself i want to do in like india you know 
That, that's so but, common. That's so common to not watch the, not see the sights when you live in an area. I haven't, I haven't been to the Grand Canyon yet. <laughs> oh wow, that's perfect. Like another cliche thing is, I've never been to the Taj Mahal. You know, like in India, like this is, how come that's like a wonder? How come you never seen it? But I've just never got the chance to see it. It's like, yeah. So we got we got two things on our list. We have go. We're gonna go to the Himalayas, and then we're gonna go to the Taj Mahal. Mm, yep, done. And yeah. then you, there's another place called Goa. It's like a nice, uh, like I would say, like the hippie side of <laughs> India. Like it's India's San Francisco kind of. No, that's that might be a bad analogy, but it's a nice place. Like as students and all, we always loved going there. You know. That and sounds awesome. Yeah, you feel we find people from all over the world there, and it has a really nice culture, like a weather and like nice seafood. It's it has a beach. It's on the ocean. There's this place called Goa that you can go to, hmm. which I feel you might like, especially just because like it's just like has different culture of people from all over the world, like just hanging out there, relaxing on the beach, spending time, going to parties, like you know, that's also a nice place you can do. And depending on when when you're in India, like there'll be different like festivals you can call them. We, like we have a lot of festivals. You know, we have like Holi, Diwali. You know, we celebrate like like when Christmas we celebrate. on the festival, you'll get to see a lot. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> so we're talking about we're talking about Christmases right right here. All the Christmases yeah. in India. Tell me about the Christmases, because I I love Christmas. Yeah, um, when I when I meant Christmas, I mean you know like the vibe around like a festival. Like you know Christmas, I feel the best part about you know festivals like those is like the one two weeks leading up to it. You know, it it will be a little bit of commotion or planning or you know what food are we gonna make or like are we meeting relatives? You know stuff like that. Like those small things I feel are really nice sometimes. And we have a lot of them in the sense like India has many religions. You know, so we have a lot of different festivals as such that take place all over the year and then uh, if, if you grew up in India you'll have a lot of friends and people you know like co-workers friends school friends who like who are like from all different religions religions and stuff so you know like you get invited like in like uh, like on Ramzan you get invited to your like uh, you know, like a Muslim friends place and you get to eat like their amazing food share the culture and all or like uh, like for like if it's a Hindu festival like Diwali or Holi, you like you go like Holi used to be one of our favorites growing up because you just so Holi is this festival of colors, and I've actually been to a, a celebration in in Salt Lake City, Utah, where they shoot the color chalk bags at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Growing up, it was so much fun as kids, you know. Like just imagine going around throwing color of chalk on people, and everyone just accepts it and does the same in like a very fun way. It, it used to be a lot of fun, you know. And yeah, there's a lot of such things that I feel like are. Although right now everything is actually happening in America as well, because America does have a like big Indian, you know, uh, population as well. I'm curious to know what the number of percent is, but like all of these things happen in US as well, you know. Especially if you go to yeah. somewhere like New Jersey, or in like the Bay Area, or like in maybe Houston, you know, which have like a lot of Indian community, you'll definitely find all of this. I'm pretty sure. I'd be surprised if we didn't have it here in Arizona oh, yeah, as we, well. We definitely do for sure. Even in ASU, when I went to ASU, um, we did celebrate all this. Like we used to have like an Indian Students Association to set everything up. So 
as i said like i didn't feel much of a change like we have our community we do the kind of same things and you know i just fit in really well and definitely having a lot of a community here as well helped i can't imagine like the first immigrants when they came here and they had to like literally had no one how it would have been but you do fit in really well here you do like <laughs> and that just like in, as a person not not as a, as the culture thing and i'm glad that your culture was here too and it's, i don't know i well one sec life's here you know i feel at least so i definitely like being here for sure yeah sorry man it, even slack kind of cut cut you out for a bit so it showed you as connecting but it, from what i what i've heard is like here in the united states it's a bit easier to have have a nicer lifestyle if you work hard yeah you can yeah i would agree with you there we're one of the uh we're one of the most spoiled uh citizen groups in the world yeah yeah and it's 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 i appreciate it because i've seen both sides you know like i i, I can like i've seen hmm, so i know what i know like the life i'm living here is definitely you know you have to work hard for it and it doesn't come easy and yeah. then you're still all, always on a visa and it it could be taken away at any time so you have to keep working hard to keep it you know it, there are those things so that gives it like overall you know it it makes like someone who's on a visa especially i feel they get to appreciate it more right. you know no for yeah. sure i <clears throat> you know there's such a huge disparity of wealth in india the country as well mm-hmm. in comparison to here in the united states like you have you're super rich and then you have your super poor who live in hovels like these like there's no floor it's just like dirt in the ground and there's like maybe 12 people inside this small room like this is oh, yeah. like i don't i don't know the the veracity of that you could probably confirm that but it's yeah yeah majority like i i the majority of india sadly i feel not majority but high percentage does live like that i had the privilege to like grow up in a city <laughs> i had everything for me <laughs> my parents took care of everything for me so i can't really i guess relate i would be like the privileged indian if you have to call in this sense where you have i heard about privilege this. yeah i i'm like the india <laughs> privileged side of india because i didn't have to face any of this you know like yeah. i grew up well i always had food on my table and i'm most more likely i always got what i wanted in some sense you know like there might be some things that a typical indian has to go through that you have to become an engineer or doctor that's different you know but at least having always having food on your table or you know always having a house to live in yeah. or like not worrying about or you know um again you were taken care of pretty well growing up and you were lucky yeah i was lucky but i was lucky i didn't have to face all that and it's definitely it's there in india and the government keeps trying to help and i think it's getting a little better every year yeah and yeah it's it is what it is i hope I hope you know the 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 world kind of gets to a point where there's a homeostasis of uh maybe that's the wrong word but where there is kind of every like we have enough people in the world to take care of one another and actually live happy and find out hey this is what makes things work better and once automation kind of fully takes over it'll be interesting to see what laws and what 
things we put in place to actually progress as a species. Yeah, that's true. I think like basics, you know, at least like basic things like hmm, food, um, shelter, healthcare. Okay, at least these three should people should not have to even think about. You know, like hmm. as a human race as a whole, we should try to I don't know through some solution. Definitely politics only can solve this, but through something, these three things should be make a mandatory. And then after that, depending on how you work hard, how hard you work, you can have a good life. That that can anyway be there, but the I mean the bare minimum, you know, like a house a small house or food and stuff like that i guess through automation or through yeah. ai or something you know we need you don't to... you don't like our for-profit healthcare system <laughs> you don't like it you don't like I mean, the, the pre-existing conditions and um i don't <laughs> yeah i mean if you look at it it's it we have tried it we have actually tried and tested and clearly something isn't working you know no i don't see anyone saying no oh, it's a well-tested system it's all good no one like likes it no one agrees with the solutions proposed against it but it's not like people still like it right now so well, what we had yeah. was working better what we had and they, we, they keep rolling things back and it keeps getting worse again yeah, I that healthcare. I don't know. I feel it's always been tricky. I I don't know. Bernie had like I feel Bernie had like a really he, what he said sounded the best. Health Medicare for all. It sounds nice. It sounds perfect. But <laughs> then people still poke holes in that as well. So I don't. Well, know. How are we gonna pay for it? Is the question. Exactly. And uh, that's that's what they want to know. And we're so I don't know. Without getting too political, we're so entwined in the economics of everything. We're too scared to move away towards. Uh, more caring uh, mm. solutions, like for, like rem removing for-profit prisons is going to be forever. I don't know when that'll happen because these companies yeah. are saving a lot of money by almost, it's almost slavery. <clears throat> it's not slavery, but it almost is. Yeah, I guess in some way you need to have a certain amount of prisoners or something like that to keep the prison going, I guess, something yeah. like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, you know, I really want to thank you for, for coming on to talk. I know we we're here at 11 o'clock and I, man, the one I, I, I'm a little frustrated that, that things went in and out, but I think we had a really good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And thank, I mean, for my first time, I think I might've uh, scrambled the place. I was, what came to my mind, I just think I spoke, but I hey think man. we had a good, nice conversation. Thanks for having me on. Hey, man, if you're talking to me, the conversation is going to go from point <laughs> A to point Z to point D, back to point A, back to point Z. We're going we're to go to point X. It's just going to change around a whole lot. <clears throat> so don't feel bad. It's we'll get it someday. Everybody loves you. Like You're one of my favorite people at Key. Um, <clears throat> like, if I want to talk to someone about music, I'll send you a song and I get your opinion. Or you'll send music to us. And I don't know. We like having you around, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Oh, thanks for coming. We'll we'll talk again soon, hopefully. Yep. Done. Soon. Hopefully face to face. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. We'll have a live recording session next time. As for yeah, uh, everybody in the audience, is there anything you want to say to them? Any anything you want to plug? Anything you want to talk about? Mm, no, just stay safe. Um. <laughs> stay safe that's it i guess in these times take care of your mental health and uh, this is a good time to like uh, catch up with family friends you know and yeah just take care of yourself
How how dare? How dare you say that <laughs> message? Thanks. Everybody, thanks yeah. for listening. Thank you.